0: Speed, agility, power. I'm a big fan of these things. All of the performance I demand for myself on the ice is here. It handles all of my needs in dynamic fashion. I see
1: you now about the full time, baby, but you know that I got nothing to say. It's a journey
0: that I can make anything.
1: Everybody, it's another uh, episode of Roxy Fever. It's another one with just me and Vios. Uh, for now, You know, we'll, now. Uh, we, have we'll, the, we'll, we have
0: the we have the auditions, I guess. Yeah, well, we you I, can got, I got
1: I uh, got somebody. I think uh, uh, one of our one of our uh,
0: stable regulars. of
1: of uh, yeah regulars. Uh, <laughs> I think signed up for the next one, so that'll be good. And then uh, we'll we'll have to reach out to some. It, at least not like the same three people. <laughs> yeah, somebody like we'll we'll have to reach out to like Georgia or Mal or Sam or somebody somebody who hasn't been on in a while. Um, we need to find some unemployed friends of ours. Definitely. Yeah, who doesn't have a job right now? That could be uh you know, that could that Don't could be all dirty. you speak up at once. Yeah, but... exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um if you don't have a job, don't
0: waste your time. (laughs) Go apply for some jobs instead of listening to this. Yeah, fair enough. Or or or, or helping us through this,
1: maybe somebody is on on uh, like sick leave or something and can uh, maybe yeah uh, something like that. We're we're
0: we're we're growing up. We have responsibilities. We have to do our taxes every night and what what other other things that adults do. Uh,
1: Exactly. Yeah, I have to. I cleaned my house today. Um, So I actually. It was really satisfying I uh I disassembled a like broken fan so that I could just throw it out and not have to take it to the dump. uh and it was dancing. the most it was like so satisfying um to just see like this giant thing and uh, like go from how the fuck do I get rid of this to like it fits in one garbage bag. um so yeah, that was that was good. How you been? You ever figured out what to do with batteries yet? No.
0: Not really. No. Yeah, there's a whole episode of how-to with John Wilson where he tries to figure that out. And the results are not good. There's basically no way to get rid of them. Yeah, not great. This is probably something Elliot could have answered, but oh well. Yeah, well,
1: yeah. (laughs) One day. he'll he'll come back one day and he could i still say i don't know if i've I've mentioned this on the show before but i still say the funniest thing would be to have him come back and just act like he's actually been here the entire time but just hasn't said anything
0: (laughs) (laughs) well it just it just means that we haven't
1: been interesting enough yeah exactly yeah he hasn't had anything to react to it's fair on us
0: I understand. Isn't had that. something to like offer a hilarious comment that breaks the whole episode?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, how you how you been? You get up to anything interesting in the last uh since I last good? spoke to you. I did
0: a I did a little road trip uh with uh with uh, Joe, Jill and Dylan Burke. Um, nice. That's yes. that is actually what his name is. That's why he goes by JD. He doesn't want anybody to know about this. That's right. Um uh yeah, we had we had some fun. Uh we were walking into uh what he thought was gonna be a he said we needed to go to a TJ Maxx to buy a bunch of snacks because sure. you know you buy snacks on the way back from the states. Sure. The new yeah. Chips. They used to have the Flamin' Hotson for us. That was my big thing. And nice. we walk into and the whole time I'm like, TJ Maxx, That's not. That's 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 like a. I don't know what that is, but it feels like it a. Sounds weird. Like, wrong. No, yeah. Like it sounds wrong, and, and it turned out to be that he 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 was thinking of Fred Fred Meyer. Um, okay. So I guess yeah. first name, first name, last name. But like as we're walking in, uh, this like, old old. Listen, anybody say anybody doesn't know us, uh, I, I'm I'm the brown one, um, <laughs> on the show. Um, yeah. And yeah. uh, JD J, J is a JD is a handsome white man, um, I, I'm I'm an Irish I'm, I'm also a handsome through. brown man. It's sure, yeah. But uh, we, as we're walking up to the to the glass door, this older woman, uh, just like. Stops in her tracks as she's leaving the thorn, and just like, and by the way, she did not seem like somebody who was not not well, like or like. Wait, I doubled negative myself there. I understand. She, she yeah. seemed like a just like a normal just, person. Just, just sure, and yeah. uh, and and she, and she stops in her tracks and like almost like like lets her shoulders down and is like, "Are you twins?" He's like, "You guys look so alike."
1: That is so and funny. We,
0: we are we do not know. I I my hackles are up. I'm like this is extremely confusing. What that is, is, what, is this, what is this woman trying to do? That is, is somebody behind me. I was baffled. Um. Uh, yeah that 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 was uh that was my latest uh over to stop podcasting yourself uh fans. That was my latest over, not not overheard, but over experienced. Yes.
1: Before we um, get into um uh like bummer stuff. I actually just remembered I have a funny hockey related story to tell. Um so and this is yeah. great because um in uh in classic uh what was that what was that show called I think it was called like uh Married scary, with Children Scary Stories or like weird tales or whatever. Oh anyways this uh, is Not a, goosebumps.
0: Uh, oh no. is this the one where they're Are you this, afraid of the
1: dark? Uh no not that one. Um this is a true story. It happened to a friend of a friend of mine. Um, I, hmm. used to be on YTV. It was a cartoon that's familiar that's familiar too yeah uh, oh uh tales of the Kirk creeper no, no it was it wasn't like it wasn't a explicitly horror. it was like okay. weird and creepy um okay. and I feel like it had like two bugs that told the stories to each other anyway, it's not important. That's this um, is all familiar, but all familiar. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but but for real, this is a true story, and it happened to a friend of a friend of mine. And it's one of the great. It's a it's a rare great instance where I did not get this story from anyone who I can get in trouble. Uh, this is just purely <laughs> like uh, unless you know me, you it doesn't have no... it
0: doesn't rhyme with Menser Brillis.
1: Yeah, or, <laughs> like uh, yeah, exactly. Um There's no one who unless you know me in person, you have no idea who this guy is. Um, okay. so he he is friends with uh somebody obviously us being from Victoria. He is friends with somebody who is very close to Tyson Berry, who is also from Victoria oh, um yeah,
0: and I saw I saw my my girlfriend once saw him driving a maserati uh with a bunch of lamps in the back of it in Victoria. He yeah. saw the maserati and was like, must be like a hockey player who's driving this. Fair enough. enough. it was. Tyson yeah. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Who the fuck drives a Maserati in Victoria? Exactly. Um, No, yeah. Absolutely. So uh,
1: Tyson Berry, obviously, um, I don't remember which team he's with right now. Is he still with the Oilers? I I don't know. Um, Okay. He was with the Oilers. He's canonically
0: St. Louis Blue, but I think that's because I'm thinking of Tyson Nash.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I I still struggle with him not being in Colorado um, because that is like uh, where I. Uh, was was like I I remember like back in the day. Oh yeah, when yeah, yeah. Okay. You used to get excited about the idea of anyone who's from BC coming to play for the Canucks. Um, yeah, Colorado yeah, so, is the
0: next best thing, almost. But yeah. yeah, fair enough.
1: Yeah, so Tyson Berry, that's that's kind of my my association with him. But I definitely was or possibly is with the Oilers, and was or is still has been with the Oilers for a long time. You know, he spent quite some time there. Um, so his wedding party and his wedding guests, was like filled with Oilers and with other NHL players as well. And like, I got some fun, uh, little tidbits, like, uh, apparently Sidney Crosby couldn't make the, uh, like bachelor party. So he just paid for it. Oh, wow. (laughs) And it was like, it's fucking like insane, (laughs) like insanely expensive. (laughs) Like they went out to Vegas for like 10 days or some obscene thing like that. Um, Another funny detail, Uh, apparently Nathan McKinnon had to be like convinced to just like pick up one of the bills because um, <laughs> he was like, no, just everybody can just handle it themselves or whatever. And then one of the other guys was like, OK, well, first of all, we have like normal fucking people here. <laughs> and second of all, you are literally the highest paid player in NHL history, <laughs> yeah. so you can pick up the tap. <laughs> like Absolutely. you could pick up one of the tabs and then he was kind of like okay yeah yeah you're right sorry i didn't know he was <laughs> one of those guys oh, i that's... i don't know if like it's this is one of those things where it's like not enough information for me to make the call um could just be that he's stupid um that could be and, it too yeah but based I on figured the... he's from the same place
0: as Nate so i don't know maybe they, had, they grew up in the same mannerisms and something
1: yeah totally um the other thing with Nate Mac too is uh he had the whole, like, pro-Anna, um, <laughs> like, rant to his uh, teammates I, a couple I got, years ago. Uh, I, I gotta say, I didn't follow that whole thing. Like, it, was that very serious? Like, was he actually against the rest of his team? I don't guards? really remember how serious it was. But it was a thing. And yeah. um, I was, I remember thinking, like, that's fucked up. That's none of your business. Um, yeah. But of course, I would think that. So, because uh, I like, I I just get so excited when I find out uh, a hockey player doesn't give a shit about what they eat. It's like my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. That's yeah. why, I, like, like I, that's why, like, I have to constantly remind myself that like Andre Kuzmenko isn't my favorite hockey player, like, because of the because <laughs> of the fried thing, like, the like, you know, like, because yeah. you know, like, I mean, it's it's it, I have to like I get excited about it and then I have to like constantly like. Uh, tamp it down and be like, oh yeah, right, he did the shitty thing. Um, yeah, uh, same here. Yeah, totally. You know, Phil Kessel. I don't care if the hot dog thing is true or not. Um, I just like that he's fat. Yeah, um, it was a Beyond Meat
0: hot dog, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh. So, anyways, um, the uh, the like main bullet point in this story that uh made me lose my mind is uh, Oilers backup goaltender Jack Campbell was there. Yeah. And uh, apparently he had downed like 20 oysters before anyone else even sat down. Uh, and then oh. he got so drunk that he shit his pants at the wedding. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, which is fucking amazing. Um, uh, so, oh, yeah, very good. uh big, huge thanks to the person who told me that story. Um, Thank I'll- you. I you actually climax... know who they are, so I will tell you after uh, oh, we're done wonderful. recording. But um, wonderful, I, yeah, yeah, I thought the climax was going to be the the Nate
0: Nate back thing.
1: No, no, <laughs> uh, that is funny, but no, uh, it's it's definitely Jack Campbell shitting his pants. This is,
0: this is also how I found out Jack Campbell is the backup goalie because I had to pretend to use the starter. But
1: yeah, well, I think he lost the job to Skinner for for all I know. With how bad Edmonton's playing, is it losing a might... job
0: though, or is it just like? somebody just covering
1: your shit or like nobody really has a job. Yeah. Like tempting. A very good question that I don't really know the answer to. Yeah. Um, no, I don't. But, uh, but yeah. And then there's a couple other, like, um, uh, it, like interesting little tidbits, um, like just the differences uh, in some of the guys. Like uh, he said that, you know, Connor McDavid is like what you would expect him to be like. He's like, very, he's very friendly. He's very polite, but he's kind of like blank. Like, you could mm-hmm. just tell he's just like thinking about like hockey plays in his head. Like, that's the only thing that he really gives. Yeah. The, the, um,
0: the guy had never had a childhood.
1: No, exactly. But conversely, uh, apparently, like, um, uh, Sidney Crosby got stuck at a table with like a bunch of people he didn't know. Uh, and he was like, <laughs> Talking to some talking to some guy who uh, uh, worked like HVAC. Nice. And was just and was just like and was just like fascinated by it. and was just like, oh, that's, oh, awesome. that's really interesting. And like he just because uh, apparently like later on the, the guy was telling him like uh, um because obviously this was all relayed to my friend like secondhand. Um, yeah. But he, he was saying like uh, he kind of got the impression that like Crosby is so used to everybody wanting to talk to him and wanting to like know stuff about mm-hmm. him that he was like relishing the opportunity to just like talk to some guy who like does a, a thing that's like mildly interesting.
0: I, re- I really like that. I,
1: I do, do too. Yeah. That. That's like I, the one good story I've heard of Crosby. Not that I've heard bad stories. It's no, you I just hear. mostly don't hear anything at all, but it definitely, I found it very endearing. Um, yeah. You know, Crosby's an interesting guy. Like I I, I, He's one of those people that I get the sense that he is just, like, so guarded because of who he is. I, I would love an opportunity to, like, actually hear from him
0: Yeah, on hopefully, anything, you know? hopefully like,
1: post-career. I hope so, yeah.
0: Like, like, he's kind of, I don't know, I guess contrasted with McDavid, like, maybe very similar to McDavid. He's mm. he, He's keeping everything under wraps. But then Crosby doesn't strike me as blank. It no, seems like he's I mean. tactful. Yep. Exactly. But, like, so yes. tactful that we've never seen somebody be, be that tactful. He's, R- yeah. a, quick, a quick quick, thing about Crosby mm-hmm. uh, before he go on whatever else. Yeah, like, totally, yeah. Would you – okay, this year or next year, if the Penguins are in town and it's, like, 6 o'clock, you're downtown Vancouver, mm-hmm. and you just find out the Penguins are in town and, and there's, like, I don't know, Canucks aren't selling the game out, and so there's maybe reasonable prices. Like, would you – would you purposely try to go just so you could see Crosby? Like, yes. Like, is he enough of a talent? Like in person, you're like, I want to make sure I've seen this guy play. But like, you, you know, it's funny because
1: you you're just saying it now, and yeah. I've never thought about it before. But yeah, like, right. uh, And it's weird because it's I'm not wanting to do that because I necessarily think. Like I've made a point. I have to see Ovechkin before he retires. Yeah, like that's yeah, a yeah, thing yeah. that I've thought about. Like, oh no, I got to make sure I. That's do why that. I did that last. That's why I did that last
0: year. Because
1: yeah. that's with him. It's like I know I'm gonna see something. Yeah. Like even if it's literally just like a shot that misses the net, I'm gonna see something and be like, Jesus Christ, that was like a hundred miles an hour.
0: <laughs> you know, that's, a, like, that's
1: how I felt the whole time watching him when I went. And mm-hmm. that he scored
0: twice, I, oh, yeah. I was like pissing my pants, happy. Like
1: with Crosby, like, it's it different. With Crosby, it's more like, oh boy, I better not miss that opportunity, just because of the level of guy that he is, like historically. Okay. And the weird thing about Crosby, I guess, is that he is like the probably the the quietest like generational player ever. He's like. a a fantastic like um elite scoring elite like impact version of like ryan o'reilly you know Mm -hmm. like he doesn't Mm -hmm. play flashy at all but it's just like at the end of the year there he is like point a game or more every single year from 18 to like however fucking old he is now probably like 35 or something yeah, like that without
0: you know? the and like you yeah, that's post concussion as well
1: yeah exactly it's wild it's, it's 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 totally wild and you know in retrospect like something that um i really really deeply regret is like i could have seen mario lemieux and i didn't you know that's a thing oh, that i could have yeah. done as a kid and obviously i just wouldn't have thought to like ask but i i wish i had it's heartbreaking that I, that I'll like, that that's an opportunity that I could have had that I didn't take. Cause like, yeah, holy I, shit. <laughs> you know, well, what?
0: 2003, you would have been 10 at most.
1: Uh, yeah. Right? But he was, he was around for like, is that when he yeah. retired 2003? Yeah. Well, no? he played a year with Crosby. So I think Oh four. Oh, so, so yeah. Oh four or, or um yeah, he played, he, he retired I think at the lockout probably. Uh, yep. that's yeah, a, that's enough so, that's
0: right ability.
1: so yeah I mean I could have I could have got had the chance and I I didn't get it, which is too bad um but uh yeah I I mean I guess as long it it does segue perfectly as long as we're on the topic of the uh Pittsburgh Penguins, some uh sad news to get to off the hop uh former Pittsburgh Penguin Adam Johnson uh playing in the basically english league you'll have to forgive me that i do not know the name of the team or the league but it is in england um uh died a few days ago as a result of a skate blade uh neck injury um in the in a similar manner to uh long time NHL fans may remember uh Malarchuk. Clint Malarchuk or was it uh, and well, uh
0: Oh nearly died yeah
1: yeah well i'm just i'm i, I just mean it's the same injury but yeah. this is the first time kind of shockingly actually this is it the is, first time it is crazy this is the first time yeah that it's that it's been fatal like cuz both of the instances in the NHL uh basically the i, I can't really remember what happened with Zednik, but like Clint Malarchuk should have died. He only didn't die because there was an army medic working for the team who knew how to close the artery or whatever the um thing until the paramedics got there. Uh, well, it, seems like, though, it seems like if
0: you're going to be a doctor at a game or like a team doctor, that's probably the first thing they ask if you know.
1: I mean, you'd think, but apparently, you, <laughs> uh, you know, like, I mean, because my understanding is like, I, I don't know the extent to which Um, uh, like I don't, I don't know enough about team medical staff to be like, uh, certain of how that works. Cause like, I know there are team doctors and I know there are team medical and I know there's like team medical staff, but it seems, it seems plausible to me that like, you wouldn't necessarily be able to take like. To just have like a fucking doctor with a full doctor setup at a game, you know, like mm-hmm. especially because, at, like, actual fatalities from a game are super rare. Like, we have a trophy in the NHL named after the only person that's ever happened to, and this is yeah. only the second instance I know of of someone dying from injuries sustained during a hockey game. But, um, obviously it's very sad. The league immediately has mandated that. Everyone needs to wear neck guards now, which I think is, you know, like, this is very sad, and I never want to, um, like, I don't want to add any, like, I don't want to blame him for what happened or anything, obviously. But, like, that is definitely a rule that should have existed. Um, It's a rule that someone asked uh, Rick Talkett about it today, I think. Um, Someone else who was a member of the Penguins organization at one time, I don't know if they... Uh, I don't I didn't get the impression that they knew each other, but apparently um Carson Susie uh, played with played with Adam Johnson. Um oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's there there are connections there or whatever. And he was asked about it and he said like point blank, like, I think it's a good idea. I really respect the league for doing that, and I think it's something we should look at too. Um uh, so you know, I mean, I guess if there's anything uh good to come out of it, it's that. But um very very sad think- and then yeah, please. Could you tell me
0: about him as a player?
1: Because I'm not much.
0: I'm not, I know he played for the Penguins at one point. I don't know much else about him.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, like we're talking about a guy who was 29 years old playing in England. So I don't get the, you know, he was not somebody, to be honest with you, that I had heard of before it happened. Um, gotcha. But I do know that he was a a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins uh organization at some point or another i'm just trying to pull up um yeah he was a he was a center yeah he 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 played 13 um nhl games so not a um played two seasons with the penguins as a call-up basically um i assume probably lengthy ahl career or maybe not lengthy but um certainly uh you know uh, a few seasons anyways mm-hmm. um there we go hockey db let's see what that says so looks like ncaa uh free agent signing played three years four seasons maybe uh with the uh with the pittsburgh organization um a season in sweden a few more seasons in the ahl um with the ontario reign and the lehigh valley phantoms and then moved over to europe um and and obviously died playing in the E I H L. So there you go. Now I, now I know what that league's called, but, um, uh, one of the, one of the things that I did just want to touch on, uh, that I think is, you know, as, as if I ever, as if I needed more proof that we are just exposed to too many random people's opinions, um, on things like, um, I cannot remember off the top of my head, the name of the player who's, skate it was. Matt, it's uh, Matt Petgrave. Matt Petgrave, <clears throat> thank you. Uh former Utica Comet Matt Petgrave. Um there have been a lot of deeply disturbed people who have uh, tried to suggest that um this was somehow done maliciously or on purpose uh which as far as I can tell as a person who has skated even once uh before but certainly uh actually skated for a very long time i used to really enjoy doing it as a kid i got all the way up to the point where it was like you go the only thing you can do is go into figure skating and then i was like yeah i was like 12 or whatever so i was like i don't want to do that that shit's gay um and then stopped uh but like really used to love doing it um that's impossible (laughs) i i don't i don't uh like, if it was,
0: if it could be done I don't know. Like it would have happened by now.
1: If... Yeah, exactly. Like
0: I don't really accept the argument. Also, reader, the reason why this is anybody has this opinion is because Matt Peckrave is black.
1: Thank you. Yes, that was the the next thing I was going to bring up. Um, uh, that uh, uh, fucking low rent uh Star Wars villain name uh, named guy uh Kian Bext, the fucking some dime, no, I st- heard him dime store uh uh Ezra Levant Islamic State of Ezra and the Levant um type guy <laughs> um tried to trying to to whip that up just nakedly white supremacist shit like na- nakedly racist uh not even really worth engaging with beyond that but um very disappointing. To see anybody buy any of that shit for even a second. It is one of the uh, most like blatantly uh, stupid and evil things that I've uh, seen in the sport in some time. Um, in that, just there's just nothing, there's no attempt to even hide it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I really have anything to, else to say about it, but it obviously just didn't seem right to not address that. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything to say to be about it or any? Um... Uh, no, no, not much. Uh, it's it's so tragic. And I wonder, um,
0: so far, I haven't seen much pushback in the league. It's it's completely just been people saying like, well, I don't usually do it because it's kind of uncomfortable. But uh, I guess it's uh, it's motivation for it'd be cool to see if a company out there, mm-hmm. like a bunch of companies, try to make a better version of one. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what a regular net guard is uh, made of. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. Uh, NHL 2000. I remember that the players would be wearing them in there. Uh, some Russian players would be wearing them in their profile photos. And, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, um, I saw someone say recently that they are way better than they used to be. Um uh, way less uncomfortable, and that you can get them now apparently as part of your like undershirt. So it's almost like basically you wear like the Under Armour thing or whatever, and it just has like a turtleneck on it that's uh that has like the neck guard. Yeah, into it, that's what it looked like. Which I imagine would be more comfortable. That that seems that seems like it would it would work pretty well. So I I think this is one of those things. You know I'm uh pretty like I'm I'm pretty black and white when it comes to player safety stuff like uh i think it should be mandated same way i thought visors should be mandated same way i think that headshots should be a penalty regardless of intent um they should be treated like uh like eye sticking or whatever it's you did it so it's a penalty um Mm -hmm. uh so yeah i mean i I hope they do it i think they probably will honestly um there because that there hasn't been much pushback
0: mm -hmm. I, i think i think says enough like People, like players being asked about it, haven't even come out and said like, well, I'm against it because it makes me uncomfortable and I know it's a dangerous game to play and it's only happened once. So blah, blah, blah. But like the league doing it, I'm sure more minor leagues are going to start doing it. Uh, Oh, definitely. Yeah. A lot of Canadian minor hockey has the political capital to keep doing it after they just did the, uh, the, the locker room changes. Like,
1: yeah. And the Q did the, did the fighting ban too. Which yeah, I don't know if we ever it. got a chance to talk about, but like that's huge as well. Yeah, just add
0: add it, D- do it while uh, while everybody's kind of down for thinking about
1: changes right now. Yeah, do it while it's politically expedient it. to do so.
0: <laughs> yeah, sneak it sneak it in there while you can, and uh, and that that's a that's a way to honor the guy's memory. It's not to uh, it's it's not to do thoughts and prayers for this not to happen again. It's to make sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah, and, uh, totally. I think that'll be just be the best thing that happens. Uh,
1: yeah. Moving on from a piece of bad news to a piece of good news uh, that centers around a former member of the Vancouver Canucks organization, so is definitely, uh, I mean, it already would be relevant for the show, but it's it's even more relevant um, with that in mind. Uh, Travis Dermott becomes the first player to. Uh, Defy the NHL's de facto pride tape ban, uh, wearing it in, I believe, uh, well, one of the first games of the season. I can't remember exactly when it happened, and I, I've uh, forgotten now which team it was against because it doesn't really matter. It's not uh the, it's not like the point of the story. It's not. Is their home the It was their homeowner. Okay, yeah. So,
0: um, obviously, did you know that his nickname is Skin Doctor? No. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Is that you know what's
1: do you know what the story is there? It's
0: because his last name is Dermot.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. That's dermatologist. Funny. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's very funny. <laughs> um, yeah, uh I know um that I know some people who know Travis. Um just from obviously being in the Canucks organization and then also just being a guy who's been around for a long time, uh, was in the Leafs organization for a long time as well. Uh, people tend to speak very highly of him. Um, he's kind of one of those classic, like, Kevin Connaughton, maybe, like, type uh, defenseman who for a long time people were like, oh, he's going to break out. Like, his, his, his underlying numbers look really good. Like, he can he can uh, put up points. Like, he's going to break out. He's going to become a top four defenseman. And then just never really happened. But, like, he still put together a pretty solid career as a, you know, bottom pairing like depth defenseman. Um, yeah. And I, I, that was kind of the thing that I wanted to highlight about this. Um, in you know, obviously, uh, at this stage, it looks like the NHL's basically buckled, um, immediately on this and they're like, all it took was really one person to say like, Oh, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so that's, that's good. Like, uh, um, They, I guess, realized there because
0: some somebody was going to do it. It's like, what was the fucking plan there? I
1: don't. It's very very bizarre because, like, you'd think, you know, immediately, all these players like starts like a bunch of them just say flat out, point blank on the record, like, "Well, fuck them. I'm going to do it anyways." So if you didn't have a plan. Before that stage, you'd think you would at least have a plan following it, so it's very bizarre to me that they just kind of, you know, immediately buckled, and I don't know if they've, like, officially announced what their stance on it is, but Travis Dermott didn't face any consequences, so... That would seem well, to
0: what what like, is what's the discourse been on this? So I saw everybody get mad about it. Um, my timeline is a completely different issue right now, so sure, I have, yeah, I haven't seen the the breadth of it. I've seen what uh, friend Samantha Chang is saying, sure. Um, but everything she says, I disagree with already. So I kind of I'm like, yeah, right, I know that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, so, totally. Yeah, like, yeah. What, there are some the people group? you follow who are like, ah, yes, this person is telling me things that I already know, and that's fine. Um, yeah uh cuz you know it's uh it's the same way that like i follow some people that are funny and sometimes they're not always funny and that's fine um but like yeah i i, I don't know like I, the this this has seemed to me to be a pretty universal thing like and my feed is like i have i i'm a serial liker of tweets so i feel like i have really told the algorithm what i do what i want to see and what i don't want to see um so like my for you tab doesn't actually look like shit the way it seems to for most people but like from what so you know with that in mind like very very uh colored by you know my own echo chamber or whatever but even beyond that like i have it seems like this pride tape band was deeply unpopular both like with the players with the media and with the fans, um, because if you think about it, it, it's like the only people that that um, that that ban appeals to are like vicious homophobes, pretty much. Um, well, it's
0: kind of like I, I, it's kind of along the lines of what I was saying the last time we talked about this. I guess mm-hmm. last episode is that this is a perfect storm of. No, the opposite of a perfect storm. There's nobody who's going to defend it because it—it's one. It's uh, it's it's a homophobic policy mm-hmm. at, at its spirit, but it also attacks players' autonomy. Yes, and players who do not give a shit about the social side of this issue are like, don't tell me what kind of tape I can use on my stick.
1: It's like, the same that just, thing that just
0: activates the guy who's just like, I'm I'm thinking about uh, like Dale from King of the Hill. who's just like, what yes. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a fan of all this gay stuff, but like, don't tell me what I can and can't do with my. It's like fundamentally, these players are like libertarians in this kind of sense, right? Yeah, and... yeah.
1: But but there's a reason why why as a general rule, like, uh, not to you know six uh, six of one half a dozen the other or whatever. But like, if I have to get stuck for an hour at a like dinner table, and I have the choice of who is the person I'm going to get stuck talking to for an hour, a normal Republican or like a libertarian, I will pick a libertarian because like, at least they, they have like that general attitude of like, not be liking when people tell you what to do, which I find is just like easier to relate to. And yeah. it tends to like, it tends to produce these like opi- the opinions, like the the one that you just just said, where it's like, it's like the reason why, uh, legalizing weed is so popular because it's like a bunch of people just want to smoke it a bunch of people are like educated on it and think it's really stupid that it's illegal for like a whole host of reasons and then a bunch of other people just don't like rules <laughs> like yeah. just don't like when the government tells you what you can't do or not and you know the NHL head office is like the government of the league you know yeah it was of- it was doomed from the start
0: Exactly. Everybody, everybody, there's there's no base for it. You need a constituency for it. That's what you talk about. And, it there, in isn't, political there, terms. There, and there isn't. There basically isn't
1: one. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But the the thing that I wanted to highlight about uh about Travis Dermott that I uh, uh sort of um hinted at a moment ago is uh I was really impressed and surprised to see that the per- the first person who decided to take a stand on this was a guy who absolutely had something to lose um you i saw from people uh when when the band was announced like oh it's going to take like a big um maybe not like a star but it's going to take like a an established like veteran player or a, or a big name to like blow this open because they'll have the the power to um to do that yeah. and and uh one uh thing i should uh, add to this by the way, is uh I did love uh seeing Brian Burke, of course, uh former uh Canucks general manager and current head of the uh uh women's hockey union that I cannot remember the acronym for. Um is it PHW no just, just, keep moving forward. It don't shoot matter. yourself yeah. in the foot. Yeah, I'm not gonna shoot my, not gonna shoot myself.
0: <laughs> look, in the foot. Look keep going.
1: Yeah. Uh. Good. good call. I don't,
0: I don't, I don't read the hockey news right now. Don't get, go, go, don't get go mad at us, please.
1: Yeah. No. Uh. Yeah. It's uh. Look. <laughs> I. I. I know barely anything about any team that's not the Canucks. <laughs> if, if yeah, the I'm second, not a hockey fan. The second that there is a uh like women's hockey team in Vancouver, I'll know. A shit ton about it. Oh like, yeah, it's yeah, that's yeah. the reason why I don't know about it. Just for the record, not,
0: not I'm because I'm stupid. I,
1: yeah, it's just because I'm stupid. Um, but uh, uh, yes. Uh, uh, Brian Burke, um, came out like immediately and said, uh, I will personally reimburse anyone who's fined by the NHL for wearing <laughs> Pride tape, which is just like, you know, we we've talked a lot about Brian Burke, but I just I I, it's it's very endearing because uh, you just love a guy who is. Uh, an asshole like it just just and yeah. stubborn like that like uh especially when it's about something that is like worth being like that about um so i was uh i was very uh chuffed to to see him say that but um to to return to Travis Dermott uh i was just really impressed that like this is a guy who um he's made like a few million dollars as a hockey player which if you know anything about pro athletes that's not that money doesn't go that far when you have to retire at like...
0: And and when you have to play for the Leafs and the Canucks.
1: Well, yeah, that too. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Not living in in places with cheap real estate. And a guy who uh, very uh, feasibly like... Think about like John Scott, right? And obviously they're not the the same caliber of player, but if if you look at what happened with John Scott in the All-Star game thing, he got traded and then sent down to the minors basically because the NHL was pissed off and they thought he was making them look bad. Um, So, uh, and it's worth noting too, by the way, that he was traded to the coyotes organization or, or maybe he was traded from the coyotes organization. I can't remember. Um, I think it was actually from the coyotes organization, but the coyotes were involved. Cause they, 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 threw him into St. John. That's right. That is correct. Yes. And it was a whole thing because he was in, he was the captain of the Pacific division, but he was playing for the Habs. Okay. So yeah, now I remember that, but I mean, we all know that the Arizona coyotes are basically run by the NHL. They're like the NHL's personal uh, money laundering operation. Um, and, uh, and so for for a guy in that market they're, in that they're, role, yeah, they're the NHL's proxy they're just kind of they're kind of like uh they're kind of like a little country that uh, yeah they're like a certain that, country uh, that you may be yeah. familiar with Yeah, um, but uh, maybe in the news these days <laughs> and uh, so yeah they the this guy could feasibly in a... folks what in so not... podcast are you're gonna hear uh, the
0: host say that uh, Arizona coyotes are the state of Israel
1: just <laughs> just just a little signpost here. Just, yeah, just
0: yeah. Every... Go on, please. There's a reason why
1: you <laughs> returned to us. No, it's true. Um, uh, This was a guy who feasibly was probably contemplating whether him doing that was going to cost him his NHL career. Realistically. Yeah. Um, And he did it anyway. And, uh, of course, they immediately buckled, and now everybody loves Travis Dermott. Um, so clearly the right calculation for him. Um, but you know. it's nice to see justice actually be served once in a while. And uh, 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 like the MVP of today's show, Travis Dermott, uh, very much from uh, the working class of the NHL being the first guy. Uh, yeah, you, the you, wall, you, you know, you don't see people just
0: stick their necks out in this league.
1: You don't. And you certainly don't see it when it like from from guys in this situation. Over a thing like this when it could cost them their career. Like the NHL does not have a call on Kaepernick, you know? So you gotta you gotta point it out when it when it happens, the rare instance where it happens when a guy really sticks his neck out like that. I was I was really impressed and uh made me sad that he's uh not with the team anymore. Um wait, what? Uh, well that he's not with the Canucks anymore. Like Oh, OK. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I should have made that more clear. But like because uh, I, I, I always liked him. I always kind of wanted him to get more of a shot and it just never happened. But, uh, you know, injury trouble and such and such. But I, I wish him uh, a long, lengthy uh, career and um, and uh, shouts out to him. Uh, anything on that should we before talk- we move on? I, 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 when he said
0: Kaepernick reminded me of how he didn't he didn't get caught because he was like. Standing there during the anthems and, and like unveiled it or something. Or like, it wasn't a shock. It was like, he, he was on ice and, and on the boards and like somebody just got a picture of it and was like, yeah. Hey, wait a minute. He's wearing this. Like, I like that he did it in a way that he wasn't trying to, to like draw that much attention to himself. Yeah, totally. Like um, he, 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 yeah, that, that's an extra layer and trying to keep both- the
1: focus on the thing. Yeah. which isn't to and, say which isn't to say like I think it's great that Colin Kaepernick drew a ton of attention well, to himself but, I was gonna yeah. I was
0: gonna say actually the way that Ka- Kaepernick's thing started is actually very similar is oh yeah sure he, yeah he would just remove himself from the arena or like from the field when the anthems were happening like he wasn't actually make, making a making a thing. Uh, I don't exactly know how how it went forward from there but just like both of them were doing it on principle first. Mm-hmm. Um, or like did it on, on principle first and weren't doing it to try to draw attention themselves. And yeah, the Kaepernick, he was asked to, uh, by like civil rights activists totally, to, yeah, to, to kneel down and make a show of it actually. Uh, but I just think it's cool that there is one good, good boy in the NHL, totally. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. uh just on a just a very, very minor detour here for a second, did you see that like? I don't know shit about football and I certainly don't know shit about the CFL. But did you see that thing where like I guess the BC Lions and like every team in the CFL have like a list of players that they like could potentially sign or something that gets released?
0: Do, do they do they do like a is it like when the KHL drafts a player in the NHL that who's never going to play for them? Is it one of yeah, those Yeah,
1: like it's it's a weird thing. It's called a negotiation list which I have no idea what that is and I have no idea like why it would get released. Uh, and apparently I don't, like, I, I don't know anyways, what you're talking about here. Yeah. None of this shit makes any sense to me, but uh, it was a story like a month back uh, that the BC lions uh, put Colin Kaepernick on their negotiation list. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, come on, sure. like you the, just fucking sign the guy. Like, come on. That's one of those things that's like, that is such an obvious win for you to do that. Like, even if it's just a publicity stunt, he never plays for you. Like, I,
0: I assume it's not in the BC Lions cards to decide whether Colin decides or like decide he actually plays. Probably like, not. I, I know, yes, he's looking for a job, but I, but I'm, I, what i was, what I gleaned from social media is that he just, he's kind of chosen to all, like, he hasn't purposely been trying to get back since it's almost like it makes a bigger
1: statement to not go back yeah yeah and And i get that
0: what what i mean is like he's focused on social activism stuff Mm -hmm. now like he would rather not go and have to play in the cfl uh instead of like he he does stuff for nike he does stuff for all this other stuff and and he's like speaking or giving speeches and stuff Mm -hmm. he probably prefers to be doing that
1: instead and that makes perfect sense but man that would be so cool i wish it would happen uh fucking so dope like especially if like because i mean 35 like 35 is you can play in the in the nfl at 35 still like it's not it's not super common but it's not impossible um he was really good he should have never lost his nfl job uh imagine like the alternate universe where like BC Lions quarterback Colin Kaepernick just ripping through the CH or uh, the CFL. The CFL. <laughs> That'd be fucking so cool. That'd anyways I would yeah. actually go to a game. Yeah, me too. I've never been to a BC Lions game ever, but I would. uh I would immediately. I that's get true. Tickets. I don't think I have. Oh God, no. No, I, don't, I mean, like I have. I watch the Super Bowl. That's my relationship to football. I watch. Well, the I watch Super it Bowl for
0: the. I watch it for the articles. I mean the. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: I watch yeah. it because it's like. I can't talk the, about you know, meta can, culture thing. Can, can you we know? talk about the Canucks?
0: Yes. It, yeah. Like, speaking of going to the games. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, um, that's
1: where I was. I, we can just skip all the segueing because that's where <laughs> I was going, anyways. But yeah, you um, went to the Rangers game. I went to the Rangers. Hold on. Which is great because I missed that one. So you can plans, tell me yes, all about no. it. <laughs> <For a moment. laughs> uh, um, nice.
0: I'm I'm usually on the couch and I can just kind of genuflect over there easier. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I go to one game a year through uh through some family tickets and got uh, got to sit in the club seats uh this time around in uh for the Rangers game. Uh, word up one one I gotta say the new jumbo Sean. Let's 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 talk about infrastructure for a moment. That thing, two jumbo. Yeah. yeah. You were it, saying man, the, ju- it, the jumbo's it's, too big. It's, it's, too it's too jumbo. It's too big. It hockey arenas are not that big. It is, uh, it is, it is not a football arena. The last, the last jumbotron was just fine. Um, now, just, okay, this I'm may sound. Not. I'm sorry. This...
1: Go it ahead. Just, could you imagine if that thing fell on somebody during a game? <laughs> like that's the we go like a hundred years between NHL fatalities, <laughs> and the the second one is the jumbotron at Rogers Arena fell on a guy because they cause I the swear Farners to God it's do that... right?
0: <laughs> I swear to God, it fell like two months ago when nobody was in the arena. Yeah, like totally. while they were constructed. I swear to God, it fell. Um, yeah. And, totally. the, and the other, the, the other, what I was going to say is, uh, well, play. I mean, I'm sure players probably think about that a little bit more when the thing's so fucking gigantic. Fair enough. Yeah, it's huge. Um, now this may seem like a uh, first world problem, a uh, club seats uh, lower bowl yeah, problem. Sure. Yeah. Um, I don't own the seats. Uh, uh, thought throwing tomatoes at me. Um, yeah you cannot comfortably look up at the jumbotron it is that high up and big, right, it's that big but like, interesting You. it really feels like you're in the front row of an imax theater like mm. it. it is it is not uh feasible to do what they do is that like in the very bottom of the jumbotron they have mm-hmm. this like slanted screen that's underneath that's a lot smaller mm-hmm. but it just kind of looks like you're looking at a small tv and it's just surrounded by like i guess the scaffolding inside and it just it looks bad and mm-hmm. uh and the other thing is it's so big you can't see the banners and if you were now yeah something about the lower bowl if you're in the upper bowl i'm pretty sure it cuts off most of the rest of the arena like yeah you can see the ice but you can't see so much of the rest of the audience in the arena but yeah. like what if it was like eventually there'll be playoff games in there one day yeah and you're not going to be able to see like it, part of the atmosphere, you see everybody else in the building, yeah, going right. nuts, and like, uh, I think I think it takes away from it. And somehow the Aquilini's have have fucked up the jumbotron. The one thing that you'd think that the uh, these gaudy Italians with too much money <laughs> would be able to get right seems impossible. Making things to fuck bigger up. and yeah. brighter, but they fucked that up too.
1: Um, uh, on the subject of in-game like presentation stuff. I don't yeah. have time to get to it today, but I just want I just want to throw this out there so that we don't forget. Um, I don't know if this is like uh, if this is going around in public yet or not, but um, uh, I have intel that the Canucks are looking for a new goal song. That's a thing oh, really that we need to like on a on a future episode, especially That's if there's not research much to talk uh, about. But uh, this is something that I've discussed with a bunch of people now. I think it would be a good uh, segment for the show just Throw out goal song suggestions. Um, for uh, I would totally
0: have I would totally come come down with ten.
1: Yeah. And I
0: I would construct some noise for like the arena itself.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, so yeah, we'll put a we'll just you know uh, add that to the itinerary for uh, oh, for a future it. episode. Um, how did they look? I I didn't get to see the game at all. I have. They look the so much fucking better, man. Yeah. This was this was the best game I've
0: been to in years. Uh, yeah. The first line is I felt like I was watching. Okay, no, it wasn't 2010, 2011 again. No, no, no shot at that. No, but uh, the Pedersen, Kuzmenko, and McKay of line looked incredible. Um, they, they were so dominant with the puck. Um, it, it felt like as for me, it was just that I felt like I was watching a real hockey team, I wasn't right. waiting for mistakes to happen the whole time, or in fact, I was waiting for a mistake and they just rarely showed up. Yeah, um. Even to the point of uh, me, me and uh, me, me me, me who I was there with. Uh, we, anytime Tyler Myers had the puck and like did something with it, we were like, oh, that's a seven million dollar that Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Clear and all that stuff, and then I'm like, oh, that's a seven million dollar taking the puck down the ice, shorthanded. Is that? Oh it's a $7 million goal.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Everybody was doing well. The fact that two defensemen scored or might've been, yeah. Two defensemen scored, not named Hughes. Yeah. Totally. is insane. I don't remember the last time that's happened Uh, or, you know, last time it wasn't one of the top two players. uh, Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Everybody was doing great. Uh, The Canucks kept uh, stealing the puck back. Niels Hoaglander looked like, Holy shit. He looked good. He, he actually did a bunch of like pretty crazy deep. I he,
1: love, he, uh... I love Niels Hoaglander. Niels Hoaglander has the potential to become my favorite hockey player because like he was in his rookie season, basically my favorite hockey player. Like, yeah, I was just every time my, my, my round little boy would like score a goal or do something cool. I would just be like, there, there he fucking is. That's the guy. Um, one oh, thing, he, though. he was
0: dominant on the puck. Like he, he was really sneaking through offensive zones with the puck. Like He was playing like
1: he was a first-line player. But he's not really wearing immersive. he's not wearing Yannick Hansen's old number 36 anymore, is he? Oh, is that true? I didn't notice that. I I He wore that in his rookie season, and then I think he moved away from it. Oh, 21. I, he's 21. I, yeah, no. Nah, fuck that. You got to go back to 36, man. You're the new yeah. Yannick Hansen, if i ever seen Hansen. one. You got to embrace it. That's that's where the bad juju came from was changing your number that's my advice uh as a guy who's never uh laced him up in my life for hockey related purposes anyways um yeah you gotta change yeah no the
0: the the game was fantastic uh defensemen all played well the special teams was really impressive like yeah impressive i saw that the canucks haven't let in a five on five goal in like seven periods yeah that sounds Um, right is uh I, I remember looking up on NHL stats while I was at on my lunch break today. Like the Canucks are top four in the league, top five in the league, or something. Pedersen mm-hmm. is two points away from top points in the league, or something. Yeah. Or no, he's fourth. He's fourth in the league. Quinn Hughes yes. is two points away from the defensive lead. Uh, Demko Can- is in the top ten for I'm assuming like
1: Carol uh, McCarr is first for defensemen. I uh, wasn't exactly sure, but like okay. yeah. everybody's bunched up at the top. Uh, yeah, totally. But
0: the Canucks having three three players in the top thirty uh, with Besser, Miller, and Patterson. Like yeah. there are four Canucks who are at a point per game pace. Like I know or it's better. eight games or yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, at least the point per game pace. Yeah. Like I know it's early in the season. Eight games is not a bad sample size. I know also that the shooting percentage has been really in
1: their favor. Well, so let's let's talk about that for a second. Um, sure. Like so, the people have have pointed to the PDO thing, and I am like anti binning data as a general rule. Um, and what I mean by that is that like you either you kind of either use data or you don't. It it's uh it's not really a great idea to create arbitrary Uh, start and end points unless you're able to like really point to an important detail that you can say like, Oh, this thing happened or this thing changed. So, so that's why we're starting from here. Like um, for a long time, people were really against like um, the, the concept of like high danger, low danger chances, because it it's like basically you're taking it on somebody's word that um you know they they saw someone shoot a puck from this distance and that that's more dangerous than this shot being taken from this other distance when like if you can't account for pre-shot movement or you can't account for like who's shooting the puck like alex ovechkin is a bigger uh shooting threat from anywhere on the ice than, say, like, yeah. Chris Tanev is, right? So uh, that's what binning data is, is like you... Uh, and that isn't to say that there aren't instances where it's it's worth doing, but you have to know why you're doing it. So, with all of those caveats in place, the shooting percentage and the, the PDO and all of that, like, it's only eight games, and one of those games they won 8-1. So of course the shooting percentage is going to be insane. Like there's a, there's a, there's a point where I would just ask, I I would just be interested in knowing if you take that game out of the equation, since it's only eight games, if you just throw that game in the garbage and go, that's a made up game. Like that's just not going to happen again. Like that was a ridiculous thing that happened. Like I'm sure it's still high. I'm sure they still look sterling. Like, I, I'm sure their goals above expected are still way way insane I'm sure their pdo is probably still really high but like how much closer is it to what you might expect from them if you know over like a 30 game sample or a 50 game sample I would be interested in in that because like I think to a certain extent those numbers are inflated but we know, you can point so easily to why they're inflated. We know where they like, are. Yeah, we know where they came from. So, like, and 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 the other thing too is, uh, I don't expect the Canucks to be, you know, plus like, uh, thirteen percent, uh, goals above expected, like they are right now. But I might expect them to be like plus five, or something like that. You know, like this is a team. That if everything's like firing on all cylinders, if they're getting the goal attending that they should get with Thatcher Demko and also Casey DeSmith, who is capable of being a above average backup historically, and we know Pedersen is a high percentage shooter. That's established now. Um, we know there are other guys on the team who uh, can theoretically drive percentages. Um, you know, we'll have to see about Kuzmenko because obviously his shooting percentage was insanely high last year. But yeah. it seems reasonable to think that their shooting percentage and their save percentage will be elevated and that that is based on their true talent. So a lot of the stuff that people talk about as like, ah, oh, it's just eight games and, you know, the underlyings maybe don't paint the same picture as their success. And I agree with all that. Everything's going in for them right now but the way that they're playing has been good enough that even if everything wasn't going in for them, they might still be good enough to win. You know, like they were flat out better than Edmonton. Uh, you know, like they didn't need eight goals in that game. They needed yeah. two <laughs> to win. So, you know, like uh, when and same thing with with St. Louis, like they were flat out better than St. Louis. Um, it sounds like they were kind of maybe even ish with the Rangers. They got outplayed by Philadelphia, but a whole bunch of people got embarrassed by or a whole bunch of teams got embarrassed by Philadelphia. Like there is stuff to point to. It's too early, but there's stuff to point to that is like, hey, look. I see it. We can we see the blueprint now, and one of the things that I wanted to uh, throw out here that I kind of teased before we started, I was going to tell you about it, and then I was like, actually, let's save it for the show. Um, do, do you want to take a guess uh, out of all the D-pairings in the NHL that have played at least 40 minutes together? Which D-pairing has the highest shot share in the league? Shot share yeah so well, like Corsi, I it's that's, Corsi. Be... that's, that's a, Corsi that's just that's just right. that's just layman for Corsi yeah gotcha
0: uh, I am I'm not lame um, <laughs> just on the record yes yeah, Uh I I assume this is Quinn Hughes and I'm sorry Whoever yeah. the fuck Quinn Hughes is playing with because I forgot Phil- Philip Chronic oh, yeah you'd I think right? I, forgot, I forgot that he's not I forgot that he's not anchoring another line
1: yeah totally yeah that's what would make sense right it's actually Ian Cole and Mark Friedman <laughs> what <laughs> So what? And they, so these are the things where where it's like it's like this is league wide, league wide with at least forty minutes. So you know, like that is insane. Man. It's not. It, it's numbers are always really wacky when seasons start, and that's not going to last, obviously. But like there are things where you you you're like people should. I could do my whole spiel like I. But, you know, like, yeah, I'm not going to buy it until the X is next to their name. Everybody knows that. That's boring. They're playing well right now. They're getting good results. They're great. Who wants to? Nobody wants to talk about that. They're fun to watch. I don't want to talk about that. I want to have fun. And I think looking at all of this, like there are reasons to feel cautiously optimistic. Um, And, you know, we'll see what happens. But like a thing like that, that's... Not something that you would expect. Like, there's they're they're pulling off some things. They're getting some of their wins from things that you wouldn't necessarily expect, right? Like, yeah, if they had just won all of these games, and it was like, well, Thatcher Demko like posted a shutout on against 50 shots, and like, Pedersen. Um, scored like has scored a goal in every game and they've been outshot like two to one and they're just like getting lucky or whatever. And there has been some of that. Don't get me wrong. But if it was just like they're winning because of Patterson Hughes and Demco and everyone else sucks, I would be like, OK, yeah, no, it's going to come back down to earth. I'd be doing well, the same thing that's... I've done forever. But that's not what's happening. We're getting okay. these kinds of results from Ian Cole and Mark Friedman. We're getting... J.T. Miller is becoming an effective full-time center for the first time ever at age 30, and people will get pissed off at me for saying that, but it's true. And go look at uh, go look at the numbers. Like he's been effective before; he's been effective at center before. If he does it for a full season and never plays on the wing, it will be the first time he's ever done it. Like there are things that maybe they don't last, but they look like, hey, this team actually might find other ways to win besides the only way they've been able to win for the past like four seasons.
0: Okay, so uh, two things. One, that's one of the reasons why I was bringing up how two defensemen who are not named Quinn Hughes Mm -hmm. scored in that one game. They've been scoring in other games as well. I I was not aware of the shot totals, but like these are things that I was used to 10 years ago from the team uh, Mm -hmm. and gives me a lot of confidence here. Another thing that used to back in the day is thinking back to 2010 2011 what people were talking about on the forums and the radio we were still pissed at the team for whatever like we we were sure. yeah. we were always haters of the Canucks if there's a rock shoot in 2010 2011 we'd be we'd be mad about about uh, about line combinations right we'd be yeah. still be having a decent amount of despondency about it uh, yeah. we'd have good things to talk about but also we'd still be hung up on that um, totally. The the other thing from from back then is the classic Canucks thing was that we'd play the shit out of the the contenders. We we'd yeah. do so well against Detroit and Colorado, and we'd, we'd hold them. We'd hold them. Uh, we'd play like contenders against them, and then we'd shit the bat against Arizona. Or My dad like that,
1: right? put it to me put it to me this way: when I was just a kid, he said it's always been like this back in the seventies. They would go out and they would like beat the Philadelphia Flyers or the Montreal Canadians in like this gutsy, like four, three win or something in overtime. And then they would go out and lay an egg against the California Golden Seals two nights yeah. later. Like it's always yeah. been uh, up until they just started sucking for, you know, almost a decade. That was their identity. Uh, which yeah, is like, please. and like, that's not a terrible identity to have because at least you're like playing good games against contenders, right? <laughs> it's better than whatever we've, whatever this shit has been for, for 10 years or whatever. Like uh, I- I'll, I'll take it. There's a lot of things about this team I'll take right now. Um, Yeah. I, anyways, I feel like I interrupted you. Yeah, uh, what I was saying is like, we're coming back to probably it's interesting
0: that we're coming back to talking about the problems this team had when they were good. And that is like an eerie thing that we're returning to and is a really good sign. And I wonder if other hockey podcasts are talking about that, that like every show is criticizing something, but it's it's rhyming with what it was when this team was actually good. And well, nothing,
1: nothing. Sorry to cut you off. I think encapsulates that better. Than how pissed Canucks fans have been at the refs in the past, mm-hmm. like little yeah. while, but particularly being, with the Rangers being at being. the
0: being at the game, watching that trip happen, and and the and Keandre Miller's goal, was I angry? I was really pissed off. It would sure. have been awesome to see that game end in the way that it deserved to. Sure, but I was, I had a huge kind of like smile on my face because. I haven't seen that arena act like this before.
1: Yeah, it, it, not, exactly. Not, not
0: since I was a teenager. It was when, beautiful. Like, I, that was one of the most fun games I've been to and it was a loss. And when Ron I, it, McClain,
1: it, and I didn't even get to see it because I didn't watch the game, but I heard about it. When Ron McClain came out on the fucking CBC or whatever the fuck, you know, uh, whatever they call it now, they change the name of it every year or whatever, but like the Hockey Night in Canada panel thing, and had to do his thing of here's why an obvious referee fuck up is actually good and it's fine. Um, yeah, he did
0: like a poem or something. Probably,
1: yeah. I, I that's my assumption. Um, I when I heard about that happening, it was like goosebumps. Like, oh, are we? Is this gonna happen again? Like, are we gonna get like a a like. Uh, you know, like a Stefan Auger style, like controversy again. Like, (laughs) fuck, what I wouldn't kill for that. Like, I, (laughs) yeah, I, I, I just like, yeah, I love the idea of, I I like it when it's us against the world. I miss it, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, things, these good things are like
1: slowly coming back and I, I don't know how to react to it. And I just, I'm excited. Oh Um, man, like how much I don't, I don't know because you're, you're like not as involved in the like online hockey s- stuff as as I am, obviously. Except
0: but, like, when I'm fighting the former assistant general manager.
1: Of course. Yes. <laughs> Which was yeah. that was so funny. And we gotta we 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 gotta very do we'll that right after
0: this t- and touch then on that. I yeah.
1: We'll we'll wrap up it up, up and go to the go to the Patreon. But um yeah. uh yeah so um uh the 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 Chris gear thing uh, was was hilarious and uh, we will we'll touch on that in a second because we have someone to congratulate obviously um but uh <laughs> the uh the how much have you been loving this like everybody uh shitting on quinn Hughes prior to the season and looking incredibly stupid in uh like with his performance early on like the athletic espn thing like i don't know how much of that you've actually caught that isn't just like I, our group chats talking
0: about it, but I caught I caught very little little of it. Um I assume that this was just a East Coast bias thing and a couple people just ranked him wrong and then and then now he's obviously showing up to be like plus fifteen in eight games, something yeah. crazy like that. Uh like,
1: has outscored opponents uh when he's been on the ice, the Canucks are uh nine to one outscoring the uh the opposition. Yeah, it's just insane. <laughs> at five on five. Uh, at five on five um we're, but, uh, we're
0: so lucky that he is actually uh progressing the way he has because he's their best player for, me,
1: for me after you
0: know he is after after they got rid of tana which to me felt like a oh this this basically rookie player can probably handle holding up the the defensive core by himself he doesn't need a guy like chris tana around mm-hmm. yeah. and then they were awful in the two years after that i was like yeah. oh no they're going to waste queen or like I mean, yeah. hold on, the gunas can still waste Quinn Hughes. I still totally. don't have faith that they that they will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> or they may. But uh, but I thought they were like just gonna put him in the situation where he's not gonna be able to develop well. But totally. he is so good, I think he's just surpassed that anyways.
1: Absolutely. But I but I, I I we didn't really get to get to touch on this at all. So I will just say uh very, very briefly, a quick like lightning round of just uh small takes and observations like Quinn Hughes is the best player on the Canucks, in my opinion, at least, or the most valuable player on the Canucks. Best is is one of those nebulous terms, like, um. But because he's a defenseman, and because it's close enough between him and Pedersen, I personally think that, like, if there was a dispersal draft tomorrow, Quinn Hughes would be taken first because he's the hardest piece to find. Genuine offensive number one defenseman, I really genuinely think that there might be less than five guys in the league who can do what he can do. And I think, like, people, there. there's a lot of, there There were just, there were a lot of players who were ranked above him, even on the athletic list, which, like, I think is mostly well-crafted, and, like, um, mostly they do a good job, but, like, there were guys ahead of him on that list that are just, like, why do people think Rasmus Delian is better than Quinn Hughes? Like that's he he's had one season where he's performed at a Quinn Hughes level. Quinn Hughes has four, you know, Um, mm-hmm. I, I really do think it's just because the only time the Eastern media people saw him was in that Canadian d- division year where the Canucks were one of the worst teams in the league and the worst team in that division somehow. Um, But like. Look, I I like Dom. Uh, I really like Shayna. Like, I like the people who put together that list. But if you are going to put guys like Timo Meyer ahead of Quinn Hughes, like a scoring winger who scores less than Quinn Hughes, like who has less points than Quinn Hughes, what the fuck did you expect? You deserve to get dragged for this for as long as people will remember it. Um, And that isn't to say, like, the stuff that gets really insane and mean, but like, uh, I think uh, there's a lot of, uh, recency bias and a lot of East coast bias in that. And, um, it, they, 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 deserve deserve to get dragged for it. One other thing. Um, I mentioned the Mark Friedman, Ian Cole pairing. Um, I, this is the most I've liked the Canucks defense since the bubble playoffs. Um, maybe and i might like it even more than i liked that one although that one did have edler and tanov so it's it's tough but i think I, th- them bringing I, in I, I, okay. the, sorry I yeah
0: just, i was just saying i i wanted to get a word in edgewise there oh, yes, I, yeah. I i like i like the eastern bias shit i it's, it's Me too. it adds to like what you just said about the Stefano J thing i like the controversy if if we're going to be this far away from everybody else if we're going to have the worst road record i i like it adds it adds to our uh, whole, or, or it adds to the chip on our shoulder. Exactly. And this, this team is the most fun when we get to throw that around. Absolutely. No, so, I, I agree. So, so let 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 Quinn Hughes be a shock to everybody every time he does something incredible. And absolutely. also vindication for my tweet when I said after kel McCarry did one of those games where he just fucking flew across, yeah. flew through five guys, scored in the Blackhawks, and I said Quinn Hughes can do this. He he. Whenever he wants, he just has anxiety.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, he can right. do whatever Hale McCarr can do. Uh, I think he just doesn't, I think he we're just gonna doesn't see want to. All he has to do. Well, I actually think to, to an extent that's right, because the uh, he's talked about like a big part of the reason why he doesn't have that many goals and why he doesn't necessarily shoot that much is because he's constantly weighing his shot against Petey's. Or Miller's,
0: yeah, or Kuzmenkos,
1: and because he is a like literal generational talent on defense at assessing like high percentage plays, most of the time he's gonna get that puck to a higher scoring area, and that's why yeah. like all this shit about like primary points and like even strength and all of that like uh, and like low goal totals or whatever I think is all a mirage because like I think. He puts up points because he is creating the offense that happens. He's not just a passenger. He's not just picking up secondary assists because he's playing with Hughes or or whoever else, or Hughes, uh, Pedersen, or whoever else. Like Pedersen wouldn't have as many points if he didn't have Quinn Hughes behind him. I genuinely believe that. Um, on a, on another note, just with the gen- just to close out like thoughts on the defense. I did just want to say with them bringing in Mark Friedman now, like we'll see if the Cole Friedman thing holds up, obviously, but like I actually see three pairings that make sense where I, where there's no one in the lineup that I'm like, that guy's not an NHLer, which I haven't been able to do in God knows how long. Um, mm-hmm. And the thing is, is if Tyler Myers, like, yeah, he makes too much money. He's gone at the end of the season, but like, if he is your number six defenseman, that's fine. You can live with that. Um uh and and like fuck, I mean, if they if they've really found something here with the Friedman Cole pairing, and like I I I like that trade at this point. I think uh he gives them he's a little he's kind of gritty and he gives them an element that they don't really have. Like they might finally be putting something together here where the pieces actually fit together and create something that's better than. Just the individual parts, which I cannot remember the last time I felt that way. So on that note, I want to close out with a couple of congratulations. Uh, one to a personal friend of the show and one to uh, a person who has been a huge influence on the show, I guess. But um, just start off, uh, salute our pal Chris Faber. Becoming the Canucks' very first, uh, what is it, the uh, head writer or or head hockey writer or whatever? I forgot the it, title. Senior is. hockey writer. Senior hockey writer. Thank you. Senior. That was the word I was looking for. Yeah, that um, is right. Senior. The
0: team's first senior hockey writer starting on November 6th, 2023.
1: I, I You love to see it. You truly love to see it. Um,
0: and, and, I, and I would say that we must have inspired him to start as his career after. After he came to our podcast.
1: Yeah. absolutely.
0: Yeah. No. Uh I, I'm paraphrasing from uh Gulz Arnanda from the uh <laughs> the podcast that, that I don't know, know if it either. still exists. I it doesn't be,
1: as far as I as yeah. far as I know.
0: Um no, yeah. Uh, an account today shared uh showed uh showed that him and uh what's his name, Tej. Oh yeah. Uh, we're we're basically talking as if like they inspired him to do this. Or like
1: that is just so that, like, funny. They're
0: they're the elders in this in this industry, man. It's, it's just, it's like, very
1: odd. yeah. I I mean, he is perfect for this job. I am really glad to see them, like, pick up on, like, for once, like, pick up on the fact that there's somebody out there that will be that won't just be like good for their brand but that will actually like enhance the experience um i really really hope that chris gets to bring his like just genuinely uh hilarious and like friendly like good hang personality yeah. that he has always had since i met him when i was like 9 or whatever the fuck um I hope he gets to bring that to the content that he makes. I hope he gets to keep asking them, like, you know, uh, 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 if there are more wheels or doors in the world, you know, that kind of thing. Like, I, I really, really hope they let him get as silly and ridiculous as he wants to with this stuff, because, like, they are, the market is missing that, and, like, the Canucks especially are missing that like they are missing a um the uh, an element of like if you i don't know if you saw the video of the uh the two uh sabers players doing the speed dating questions like no other teams are lapping them on like fun in-house content which is crazy mm-hmm. because Vancouver i genuinely think like has the best fan media culture even for all the bad stuff about it like you know other markets don't have like a wyatt or a daniel wagner or a a chris favor so yeah they don't have they
0: don't have the same lore as us and and yeah i'll say like for for jobs like this for being the in-house guy this position is always going to exist or like a position like that will exist all the will will always exist for a team has always existed and so much of the time, and I don't know who's done that job before, and I don't want to slander anybody specifically, but like, they're usually taking it a little bit too seriously, or yes, or they're the connects are kind of cheap with uh with hiring with who they're going to hire in in the past at least. I'm so happy that Chris is going to be the guy that I'm, that I'm going to get to get to read. Chris is a is a really genuinely nice guy. He's really talented. He also works ex- extremely hard. I mean. I don't want to make this about this whole Chris crispier thing that uh, that we were making fun kind of Chris beer for sure. yeah. Um but like Chris Faber is running circles around other teams' scouting departments yeah, with exactly. no budget. Hilarious being able to being being able to uh scout players of of products of the own team, like the team's own prospects. He has a better grip on that because you know what? This is one of the benefits of like I know there's a, there's, there's always been a debate about whether journal hockey journalists should be fans or allowed to be fans or not. Sure, there's a yeah. great benefit in at least having the enthusiasm of the fan and the interest yes. of the fan in their, yep. in their own team. And I've never seen anybody else do that better than Chris has uh, before starting this job. And I know he's going to keep, keep it up afterwards. Cause otherwise what would be the point for Chris? And I, and I, and I know that he's going to bring that in. I'm so excited for you, Chris. Uh, I will actually read the Canucks own content. I know going forward crazy. after November 6th. Yeah. Um uh Chris, uh Wink Wink, you will not feed us any insider information. Please do not. <laughs> um but yeah, I'm uh I'm really, really happy for him. Uh and I uh I hope I hope to start even bigger bigger and better things. I hope he runs the Scouting department eventually.
1: Yeah. And I guess I that kind of
0: goes into my little thing, silly thing that's Chris Gear mm-hmm. is. Chris Gear, former AGM of the Canuck, starting in 2010, mentioned that. Uh, let's see if I can pull it up really quickly. Uh, sorry, that was I could have
1: I could have been faster with that. Or uh, Chris Gear said, "Sorry, <laughs> fuck, he said it? that Chris often pulled better video footage of their yes. prospects than the Canucks' own scouting department did. That is the the thrust of what he said. I'm not I'm paraphrasing." Uh, yeah,
0: which at the same time, as I said earlier, mm-hmm. that is a testament to Chris's effort, to Chris's interest uh, to do that on no dime whatsoever, yeah. even before he was, even before he was working with uh, with yeah. David Quadrelli and Canucks Army and their kind Conversation. conversation. Um, he was doing this before out of interest. And Cody Sievertson is another guy who does that, uh, who probably yes. has better data about the Canucks farm team than Canucks have themselves and. So so that's on one hand. That is a testament to Chris. Other people don't do that. Now, the other side of that is I cannot believe he admitted that the Vancouver Canucks, <laughs> a yeah, roughly billion dollar franchise, yeah. did not have good enough video of their Euro and Russian players. Yeah. Exactly. That Chris that Chris Faber is, is able to get that. And then I, I said that I wouldn't admit this with a gun to my head. And uh, and Chris Gear called me a troll for saying that. And, and, <laughs> and called me angry that I was ruining the day. I was like, no, 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 you said that. Why You did not need to say that. And that tells yeah. me a lot about how this team has run in the last 10, 12 years and probably how it's cont- is continued to be run. Um, and the fact that they, that they don't spend the money to have a guy who's at least up late or on, yeah. on a different... time. I don't know who is in the scouting department really. I don't know what their their full-day job looks like. But they're no, a billion dollar organization. It was just a very and, funny thing. And a journalist to say. should not be able yeah. a journalist should not be doing a better job than them.
1: And No, it's very much the same the same idea as like uh a decade or so ago when uh when teams were like, "Oh, holy shit, this guy on the internet is pulling better stats than we are as an NHL organization." Yeah. And it's like yeah, that's great for the guy who's doing that, and good for him. Yeah. But that is very embarrassing for you, and you should not say that out loud. <laughs> you should not be saying that out loud. Dad, uh, yeah.
0: like yeah. I, I just if I'm if I'm from another team, I'm seeing that. I'm like, I don't know, man. Just hire more scouts. There's no cap on your scouts. You 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 built like a Dallas Cowboys level jumbotron. You can't afford a few more scouts.
1: Yeah, Jesus, yeah. It was like, very
0: funny. <laughs> um, yeah. I, we we should probably wrap up in a minute. I gotta yes. go we'll help out with something before yeah. we do our our next episode. Yeah,
1: no worries. Uh, closing out our very last thing, uh, not a person we know per uh, <laughs> personally, but a person that I think both of us kind of probably feel like we know, uh, also deserves uh, a bit of congratulations. Of course, uh, Don Taylor. Um, if you know the Canucks, you know who Don Taylor is. Uh, inducted into the BC Sports Hall of Fame, finally. Um, you know, all I basically have to say is we're going to dedicate a whole episode to him on the Patreon, which we are going to record in probably like 10 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. so check that out. Uh, but I love Don. Don was probably the first person, first sports personality who I knew by name. Um, all of the parts of me that are still a fan to the extent that that like still exists. And to the extent that I can like still look upon, uh, moments in Canucks history with rose colored glasses, Don Taylor is more a part of that than any other, uh, media personality or maybe even really player other than maybe like Henrik and Daniel Sedin that I can say that about, um, mm-hmm. genuinely funny. Um, um, and and this oh, this, from, this show would not exist. Use the soundtrack. Yeah. Use
0: the the background noise. Exactly. The soundtrack to all of us watching all our highlights, the post game reports. I missed that half hour show he would do after the games. Absolutely, where he would host the Pacific version of Sportsnet Central. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I, I imagine that for some people, that guy for them is somebody like Don Cherry. Yeah, uh, totally. Or, so
1: or, or, glad. That our version of that is Don Taylor. We're all way better off for it. And I can't wait to talk about him for, he, for 45 a minutes. <laughs> massive
0: improvement. I have my critiques, but yes, he's, same. Our, he's like, our guy and totally. And he's a lot fucking better. And 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 he's just he's he's better content. He's, yeah. he's, he's better hockey stuff. And uh I'm excited to do this Patreon episode with you and and uh excited for you guys all to listen.
1: Patreon.com slash Roxy Fever, baby. Do it up. Um, if anybody out there enjoyed, uh, figure it out, the King Bob single, uh, there will be a new one out November 3rd, which for all I know will be like the day this episode comes out. So, uh, take a look at your calendar. If it's November 3rd, get on that Spotify or Apple music or whatever the fuck is the other thing that people use, get it in your library, get it on your playlists, spread the word uh that's it for plugs thanks for listening guys we'll see you next time
0: good night everybody